0: This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 656, I'm asking the question, what's the worst that can happen? And we're talking with Jeremy Enns, the storyteller-in-chief from Counterweight Creative, about removing the BS and building community in the podcasting space. Hit it, ladies! The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast consultant, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology, face your fears, and flatten that learning curve. And not just get you podcasting because, look, you can go watch a bunch of old, outdated YouTube videos for that kind of stuff. I get you podcasting in the right direction. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And, of course, you can also buy the courses a la carte. Check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com, courses, coaching, and community. And I do love to start off this show with a segment that I call Because of My Podcast. Now, if you have one of these, feel free to go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact and send it on in. And it's simply this, because of my podcast blank. And so are you ready for this? Because this, this one is from me today. Because of my podcast, I got contacted by the on air festival. This is an event that's happening in Brooklyn, Brooklyn in the house, uh, February 28th through March 3rd. I don't know how they found me. I'm assuming it's my podcast and they contacted me and said, Hey, How would you like to come cover the on-air festival for uh, free? And I'm like, does this get me into everything? And they go, it does now. And I'm like, does it get me a hotel? And they went, "Uh, no, this is New York. Are you crazy? So I will be there, though. So if you're in Brooklyn on February 28th through March 3rd, look me up because I'm going to be in your town Hanging out with, uh, hopefully, there's a bunch of, uh, like the guys from Radiolab are going to be there and a couple other people. I know um, ESPN is going to be there, bunch of really cool people, Stitcher. So I'm going to be just hanging out, which is great. I'm not going to be working a booth. Not that I hate working the booth. The booth is kind of cool for me because if, if you're new to the show, I work for Libsyn. It's L-I-B-S-Y-N. It stands for Liberated Syndication. You can get a free month at Libsyn.com. Using the coupon code SOP free. And when I go to events, in some cases, I'm working for Lipsen. In this case, I'm just going there because they're creative people and I'm going to walk around in a Lipsen t shirt and network my butt off, which is going to be interesting. There are times when I go to places, if I don't know anybody, I get a little shy and I'm just going, here's how I'm going to overcome that. I'm going to pretend I'm not shy. And just go up and introduce myself to people, and I've never been to uh, Brooklyn, so that's going to be fun. So because of my podcast, I got free press passes to a really cool event. Hey, before we get to my discussion with Jeremy Ends, who is, by the way, the storyteller in chief, I want to make sure you are aware. Did Did you know, like when people come up to you, if you are a person that's got a podcast already, like, how do I make a podcast, did you realize that you could make money referring people to the School of Podcasting? That's right. It's called an affiliate program. And when you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash affiliates, it's absolutely free. Once I approve you, you get a link that is very specific to you. That way I know if somebody clicks that link and signs up, you earn a commission. So again, it's free to join. Simply go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash affiliates. And it's a great sponsor for somebody who's already got a podcast and has people going, hey, how do I start a podcast? You go, ah, just go see Dave, and you give them your link. What's the worst that could happen? When I was growing up, I was the baby of the family. And if you are the oldest in your family, you know the baby gets away with everything. And that was the case. I think my parents were just tired by the time I came along. And I was talking to my mom once. About kind of how she raised me and her philosophy on raising kids. And she said, Look, when it came to you, it was just like, if it's not gonna kill him, let him do it. And so I've kind of taken that philosophy lately. I think as podcasters, and I'm not sure why, we tend to overanalyze things. I had somebody this week that was just fixated on how does a podcast review in Apple iTunes, which, by the way, just a reminder, Uh, iTunes reviews do not move you up the charts. Also, just to keep in mind, being on the Apple podcast charts doesn't really do a whole lot for you, but this person was obsessed with what makes a review labeled as most helpful. And I was like, that is not going to help you grow your audience, but we sometimes overanalyze stuff and we need to ask ourselves, what's the worst that could happen and so because of my podcast, because of my relationship that I recently created with Rode, because I, I'm still using the Rodecaster, they came up with a new contest where they're giving away $150,000 in prizes. And uh, you sign up and it's uh, I'll put a link out in the show notes. And they said, hey, would you like to give away a year at the School of Podcasting? And I'm like, ooh. That's that's a fair amount of money out of my pocket. And uh, I thought about it and they said, well, we are, we're going to be promoting this and you're going to have your logo right on the website. And oh, by the way, we have eight gazillion trillion bazillion people on our social and we're going to be promoting it. And I went, oh, I'm in because what's the worst that could happen? I lose that fee. But here's the other thing. I might get a ton of traffic to my website. I might have people going, wait, school of podcasting. I've never heard of that. And there's only one way to know if this is going to hurt or not in this case, and that's to do it. And I said, sign me up. I made a link that I gave to them so I'll be able to see how much traffic I got from this. And the worst thing that could happen is I give away a bunch of free uh, courses and people don't take them because they paid um, nothing for it. Then venture in the podcast power pack. We're going to be talking with Jeremy today, and he says, hey, I'm putting this thing together, and I've seen these before, where everybody throws in a product, you discount them just like huge, like almost free kind of stuff, and then we all send affiliate links to the combined courses together, and it's cross-promotion, it's more exposure, and I said, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? I threw in my content is king course, normally 99 bucks. And I said, so what can happen? Well, these people that sign up won't buy that course anymore because, well, they already have it. Okay. But typically, most of the people that sign up at the School of Podcasting sign up for a monthly or yearly subscription. I don't do a lot of a la carte because it doesn't make any sense. You can buy that Content is King course for 99 bucks, or, I don't know, sign up for a month for $49 and get all my courses. So I don't do That's on purpose, by the way. And uh So I was like, yeah, what's the worst thing that could happen here? Let's do it. So that's kind of my philosophy a little bit this year. It's like, I've never done it. Only one way to find out. And I don't think it's going to kill me. So when doing that, I met Jeremy. And the more we talked, uh, you heard him last week in the mega episode. Mega episode. And if you missed that, that's at school dot com slash six five five, where we ask the question, how do you know your content is connecting with your audience? Better known as: how do you know your content is good? And in talking with him to get this podcast power pack set up, I was like, wow, this guy's an audio editor. He actually has a Facebook group, which you'll hear about here in a second. And the more I talk to him, I'm like, hey, let's do two interviews. Let me ask you about how does your content connect? I'll use that in last week's episode, and then let's talk this week about what it's like because we've talked about Facebook groups and community in the past with Katie Kermitzos from Biz Women Rock, but in this case, Jeremy is somewhat new, and you're going to hear something in this discussion with myself and Jeremy, and that is, and and it's nothing new really, it started off slow, and he had to do a lot of work, and then it started to move slowly, and then it got faster and faster and the rest I'll let you hear. Here's my conversation with Jeremy ends. One of the things that you run in addition to uh, all the things that you have your hands in is uh, you have a Facebook group that we will affectionately refer to as cut the BS podcasting community. Although you don't say BS (laughs) Uh, and uh, you created that. So is there a lot of BS in the podcast community that we have to like cut it out?
1: So, I would say that it depends where you look. But I think that when I started that group, at least, I was started it out of a place of kind of frustration with a lot of the conversations that were happening in a lot of the other podcasting Facebook groups that I was a part of. And it just felt like, to me, people were focused on these shiny objects, maybe of podcasting, specifically, people talk a lot about gear, people talk a lot about monetizing and and how to monetize. And it's just a constant like, you know, oh, how do I promote to or how do I grow my audience? And, uh, you know, all these these questions just come up again and again and again. And now I don't think that those are BS topics by any means. Like I think, you know, as as podcasters, they're probably all things we need to think about. To some extent, uh, we need some gear to record. That's definitely true. We would probably all like to grow our audiences. And for many of us, monetizing is a goal at some point, but I think the way in which those questions were framed and often how they're answered were completely off track, and people hadn't done the kind of base work to get to a place where they were educated enough to like be able to understand how these things work and I think gear's a bit of an exception there you you kind of do need to understand that at the start, but people spend so much time worrying about gear and debating it. And, you know, I'm a big believer that, um, again, you know, I went to audio school and uh, worked in studios for a long time. So I'm, I'm a gear nerd. But when it comes to podcasting, there is a minimum threshold that is not that high. And you can have a great sounding show and you can get that gear for Pretty cheap, you know, a hundred or two hundred dollars, and you can just forget about it. And you don't really need to think about it again. Like you've you've met that level, and you can worry about more important things like uh, engaging with your audience and like giving them content that actually helps them. And uh, and a lot of these things, getting clear on your show, uh, which are much more important than you know getting a new mic or a new interface or worrying about Zencaster versus ringer versus Squadcast versus zoom versus how many times have you seen that question in a, in a Facebook group? So which media host is the best? <laughs> yeah. Lips and Podbean,
0: Blueberry, your anchor. Oh, and you just, yeah, those are those that have been here. We're like, Oh, seriously, we're going to do this again. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's always fun. Since you are, are managing the, the Facebook group, what are some of the things e- either in the Facebook group or around your podcast when it comes to community, what kind of, uh, tips do you have for people that are like, well, okay, you, you said we need to grow our audience. Well, that's kind of, in a way, growing your community. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things you see people doing or, or any tips you might have for somebody that's trying to, to increase that area?
1: Well, I think that the, the most important thing you can do, which to some of us seems very, you know, a basic kind of thing to, to implement with your podcast is opening up a two-way channel of communication. But a lot of people don't really realize that as being an important part. And you you hear a lot of times at the start, a lot of people go through this where they feel like they're just, you know, podcasting out into the void and they have no interaction from anyone. And that's, you know, a really depressing place to be a lot of the time where you don't know what your audience is thinking. You don't know if they're enjoying the content that you're creating. There's, you know, not people, you don't get any reviews. People aren't like, you know, emailing you saying like, I love that, that most recent episode or anything like that. And, you know, we'd love to have all that stuff, but you kind of have to take the lead, I think, as the podcaster, not just hope that, well, my content's good enough. Why, why aren't people getting in touch with me and telling me that it is? And so I think like that can take a lot of work at the start and setting up channels and really engaging in people kind of coming to them where they're at and reaching out to them beyond just your show. And so whether that's like an email list or a Facebook group or a a specific social channel that, you know, you're comfortable with, I think there's a number of ways that you can do that. But getting even more personal kind of than you are on your podcast and and in a a way where they can kind of reciprocate to the level they're comfortable with, too, kind of is a a really important first step in kind of creating a community atmosphere rather than just you speaking out uh, at people, uh, whatever you're, you're on, whatever your topic is.
0: Yeah, I actually, it was funny last night. I had somebody email me, which is always great. Anytime you have anybody mm-hmm. email you and it, it came in, my little note notification came in said, Hey, you got an email from Ben and I read Ben's email real quick and replied back. And he replied back almost instantly. He goes, wow, you always say how it's cool when the host emails you back. He goes, I'm just here to say, I can't believe you just email me back. And I'm like, I, I rest my case, my friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Yep.
0: When it comes to the Facebook group, are you having any issues with just policing it, I guess, at this point?
1: It's been a really interesting journey overall, uh, my experience with the Facebook group. And it took a long time. We're now a year and a half in, probably closing in on closer to two years coming up that the group's been going. And the first six months of that was, you know, first I invited all my friends who I knew were podcasters and maybe had, you know, 30 people in there or something. And it was really slow growth. And I was just, you know, posting conversation starters every single day. And like, I was the one, if anybody asked for advice, I was the only one really giving it. And at some point around six months in, it hit a kind of point where it started snowballing. And I think it was around 150 people. And then it doubled in size that month. And then it doubled in size the next month. And then it kind of evened out. And it's been a lot slower growth since. But I think that tone that was set in the early days. When it was still small, a lot of people really bought into that kind of small group vibe. And it never really, there was never such an influx of people that that got lost, which I kind of worried about when it was growing really quickly. Um, But it's interesting how I think because it's grown relatively slowly over the past almost two years, there's a lot of buy-in from the people. And people really appreciate the group and the fact that there isn't a lot of like, like jerks in the group basically (laughs) we don't have a lot of threads that really go off the rails and so i think people are really protective of that and they understand as well that the culture of the group if somebody posted something that was against the group rules isn't to jump down their throat it's to politely point it out to them and as a result people kind of respect that and just don't do that again and they realize that that's not the, the, the group for whatever it is that they were doing So I've recently actually updated some of the the group rules and the way that people come into the group and uh, it it started to grow quicker again. I think uh, Facebook's algorithms are starting to promote it more now that it's over a thousand people. But so I'm making it much more clear that, uh, you know, self-promotion is one of the things that I don't really want a lot of in there. There's like a specific thread to promote your show. But other than that, we've all seen this in, in many groups, whether it's promoting your shows or your services or whatever it is people don't want that. And so I'm just very blunt with it saying, you know, if, if you want to be a part of this group, that's great. This is not the place for promotion. And so, so check yes, basically, if you agree to these terms kind of, Uh, but yeah, as a result, there's in, in the almost two years, there's been, I think three threads that really went off the rails. And one was by a guy who's just a notorious kind of jerk in a bunch of podcasting groups. And I wasn't really aware of him beforehand. And then he started this thread and then a bunch of people after he was uh, deleted from the group by one of the moderators, a bunch of people commented, started a new thread and were like, yeah, that guy, he's in like every group and just picks on people everywhere and provokes them and all this. And it was like, huh, okay. so that's just one guy who's a bad apple a little bit. Another guy blew up over the uh, he was not a fan of the Blue Yeti let me tell you and I know there's some opinionated people out there especially when it comes to that microphone for whatever reason but he had uh, I think that was the the straw that broke the camel's back that day and he went off on a bit of a tirade uh, and then I think there was one other one one time that was on kind of a a subject that on the internet is just always going to result in in yes. issues. I think there's some some gender uh, <laughs> politics stuff going on there. And uh, so that one also went off the rails. But other than that, the policing it has has not been a huge uh, issue for me. And I think it was just kind of the being clear on what I wanted the group to be from the start.
0: Yeah, letting people know what to expect, that whole nine yards. Yep. Um, and the rest is just, uh, you just kind of make it up as you go along. Um, that's actually one of the things I wanted to talk about. We... We'd kind of interacted on Facebook and a couple other places, and you were saying just how anything with the internet you have to just keep experimenting and uh, learning and just trying new things. What do you um, do? You have any examples of that of what you've done that that have kind of just hey, let's try this kind of thing, and
1: that either worked or or didn't. Well, the the Facebook group was definitely one for me where so I have a podcast production agency, and we work with probably about thirty podcasters doing post production and consulting and that kind of thing. And back when I started the Facebook group, I didn't have it was just me, basically freelancing didn't have a ton of clients. And I thought, Oh, you know, maybe this, this group would be a way to kind of, you know, get people in my ecosystem. And eventually they'd become clients. And pretty early on, I realized these are not the same groups of people kind of uh, (laughs) people in a Facebook group. There's a few of them who may be people who are willing to spend the kind of money that I would want to be charging, especially as I started to grow the the agency. But most of them, you know, are happy to do it themselves. Are hobbyists are, you know, that's, that's, it's just a very different group of people. So at that point I was kind of like, oh, huh, okay, well I started it for this reason. It's not, it's not really going to do that. Uh, I don't think I've ever got a client out of the group other than a, a couple like consulting calls and stuff like that. But I realized that I really loved that community aspect of it, and it transformed into this whole other thing. And so I think that that was one experiment where, you know, you just really don't know until you try it. And sometimes it's a very different outcome of, of what you thought, but that might even be, you know, better than the original. So uh, that that was one that I would say the most impactful. I, I, to this point, it's been, you know, a lot of work to grow it and maintain it, but it's also been a really rewarding experience and i've I've got to know so many people and you know made genuine friends and uh we met through the group and you know there's just there have been so many things that i couldn't have predicted kind of when i started it that it's been a a really great experiment that that worked out very differently than i had thought it might or hoped it might
0: you you said you're working with like 30 different shows do you see anything where just by being in a different niche, you're like, oh, I didn't realize that this was going on over here or just a, you, you get kind of a different global viewpoint when you have that many customers. So anything you're seeing that maybe somebody in in their own little bubble is missing out?
1: So I randomly work with a lot of people in the specifically women's health world. It's really interesting for them, like they have such a pool of highly qualified guests that if they don't know personally, their network allows them to tap into quite easily through just you know one email, and it's it's just really interesting to see the impact of just who you know, and that's just become something that's been more and more apparent to me uh, the more I work with people who are really doing podcasting well, they make a priority of meeting people. And for a lot of them, that's one of the reasons behind starting podcasts is, uh, you know, getting access to people who they otherwise wouldn't have a chance to talk to. But a lot of them are already starting from a place of having those connections. And so they do a lot better early on. So I would say if you're starting out, you might be six months away from launching, I would start just reaching out to as many people in the the niche and the world that you want to tap into now and start building those connections before you ever launch. You don't need to to wait and uh, that can really, really break things open for you in a big way.
0: Yeah. There's just another example of you mentioned you, you start, you know, editing audio for somebody. Oh, by the way, I know a bunch of other people that are in the same genre that are doing the same thing. Like, well, OK, thought I was going to do this. Didn't know I was going to do that. Yeah. And uh, we're both kind of doing something. You uh, you would contact me about a thing you've got going called the Podcast Power Pack. And uh, who all is involved with this? Because when I heard this and I'm like, OK, I, it, I I've never done anything like this. Let's open up the door and see what happens. So tell me a little bit about the podcast Power Pack.
1: Yeah. So this is a collection, I suppose, of right now we're at about 20 contributors who have all we've all teamed up together and we're all offering some product that we have for a very limited time window. So it's going to be available for five days only. And if you took the total, if you were to buy each of these courses or memberships or ebooks or whatever it is that we're all individually offering, uh, in, if you were to buy those individually, it's well over $3,000 worth of content here. And for these five days only that it's going to be on sale, it's going to be available for over 90% off. So, uh, it's a, a bit of another kind of experiment here. I knew some friends who had done something similar in a, a different niche and, it had worked out and the, the customers loved it. And I had been a, a customer myself, actually, of a couple of these bundles. And I know I bought a, a photography one a number of years ago. And that was something that after I, I bought into this, this pack. And, you know, I think, I don't know how many courses were in that uh, that photography bundle that I bought. I probably went through, you know, 50 to 60% of them. Didn't even get through all of them. But it was like, after I bought that and went through this content, I noticed that such a huge improvement in my photography. I was like, wow, this is I think I bought it three years in a row then and uh, and looked forward to it almost all year long. So I, I was really excited when the idea kind of uh, came to me like, oh, hey, maybe there, there's an opportunity here in the podcasting space. There's so many people who have great products and it's so hard for a lot of people to decide on you know, what should I be focusing on improving with my show? Because there's a lot of elements, you know, there's the, the whole audio and the recording and the, the systems and processes and marketing and social media and all these different things and the, the time management and, and workflow to make it all work together. And so I wanted to kind of put something together that was not just focused on the podcasting side of things, but also on like the online business and marketing side of things that a lot of people don't really know how to tap into or get started on. And so it's it's going to be a really a amazing bundle of products that uh, cover all these different areas of what it takes to really grow a podcast and, and succeed at that. So uh, I'm really excited about that coming up at uh, the end of February.
0: Yeah. Do we have exact dates when people can can go yet?
1: Yeah. So it's going to be on sale from Monday, February 25th until Friday, March 1st. So just five days that uh, that one week there. Mark
0: your calendar, save the date, as they say in the, <laughs> the marriage world. And if you actually, I actually have a link, if you want to go to podcastpowerpack.com slash SOP, then uh, Jeremy will know that that came from me. So uh, is this the first time you've done one for podcasters? Is this the first?
1: This is the first that I've done for anything, and it's been a little bit uh, crazy putting it together and uh, reaching out to all these different people and uh, coordinating everybody, getting all the, the tech stuff sorted. It's been a, definitely a learning experience for me. But, uh, you know, th- again, it's, it's, it's crazy how almost having an excuse to reach out to people and just trying something new. Uh, I'm so glad that we were able to connect further than our kind of limited connection through my Facebook group and a couple other groups and things like that. And there've been a few people who, you know, more... I, I'm I'm really impressed with the the products that are, are in the pack, but really the quality of people who are involved. Uh, it's been such a pleasure to be able to connect with so many of these people and uh, and get to know about what they're doing, um, whether they're you know teaching social media or productivity, or you know they are involved in creating podcasting based software services or something like that. And there's so many people who you know really care about helping other people level up their own games and uh it's really an inspiring group uh to be uh involved with for some people
0: that are kind of like all right you got my attention can we name drop some of the people that are are getting involved with some of this
1: yeah well we like uh we already mentioned you're going to be involved which i'm really excited about we've got uh jan Ilunga, who a lot of people in the podcasting world know and love and he's just such a great guy and also, for other people in the podcasting world, uh, Hani Mura is behind Simple Podcast Press and Repurpose, a couple of pieces of software there. Uh, the guys at Simplecast, Addy Sassido from the Podcast Planner. And uh, then we've also got some people from outside the kind of podcasting world. Uh, Mike Barty is a good friend of mine, and he's uh, his website is The Productivityist, and he's just a, a kind of yeah. productivity hacker who is – just a super smart guy. And I've taken a a lot away from what he does. Karen Yankovic is just like a master LinkedIn profile optimizer. She's awesome.
0: I've met her at uh, DC Podfest and Mm MacCon and uh, she's got some great stuff. I've seen some of her, just her free stuff is like, oh, wow, I'm so doing this wrong. So that'll be exciting.
1: She's actually doing offering up a course and she's going to do a masterclass specifically targeted at podcasters on how to use LinkedIn after the, the sale for people who've purchased. So I'm really excited for both of those. Uh, and then a couple other people, Andrea Jones uh, has this amazing social media membership site that she's offering up a year's membership to. And I've had a peek inside there and there's a lot of great courses on kind of really anything that... Uh, you could want to know about social media and so there's 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 a lot of value here like i mentioned before combined it's well over three thousand dollars and uh it's going to be on sale for uh 300 so uh it's over 90 percent off and yeah i'm I'm pretty excited to hear what people have to say and and really see how people are, are able to use these resources and improve their shows so
0: Awesome. Well, if people are looking to contact you and get in contact with you and your services, where can people find you? Besides podcastpowerpack.com, where else can people find you?
1: So it's uh, at uh, cut the, cut the mm-hmm. com, And there's a link that will take you right to the uh, Facebook group there. Or you can find out more about me at counterweightcreative.co. That's the, uh, the production agency. And you can get in touch through there.
0: All right. Well, Jeremy, thanks, buddy. I I look forward to the fun experiment of Podcast Power Pack, and we'll uh, we'll see what happens, man. Thanks so much for coming
1: on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So there you go. It started off slow. He found, in his case, one client. Now that could be one audience member for us, who told somebody, who told somebody, who told somebody. And in regards of his Facebook group, he said, Yeah, he's not really having to do a lot of policing because there aren't that many jerks. So there's another one that's like, ah, oh, this could be a real big handful. And so far, it's not. One other thing about my talk was I mentioned podcastpowerpack.com slash SOP. And then earlier in the episode, I said schoolofpodcasting.com slash powerpack. Yeah, they go to the same place.
1: This right here, this rambling, boring conversation containing already made before observations. This could be a podcast. Now,
0: one other thing I want to mention is I mentioned I was going to be in Brooklyn later on at the end of the month. I'm going to be in Orlando, Florida. I will be speaking at PodFest, also be working the Libsyn booth. That is March 7th through the 9th. Uh, Check it out. PodFestExpo.com. Hey, don't forget that at the end of the month, we've been doing the question of the month. And I would need these by February 22nd. That's the last Friday in February. The question of the month is, and you could only pick one. What is your top podcast pet peeve? You suck. The thing that makes you go, ah, the thing that makes you want to go, that's it. I'm unsubscribing. The thing that makes you hit stop, whatever it is. You can only pick one because, let's face it, we could go on for hours about this. And uh, the goal here is so that uh, new podcasters and all of us can kind of go, oh, I never realized that was annoying. To get that to me, you can either record it on your phone and email me, Dave at School dot com. And speaking of that, Dave at School dot com, my inbox was filled, I guess about a week and a half ago, and I finally had somebody, uh, my friend. Eric K. Johnson from Podcast Haunt Coach says, Dude, every time I email you, I'm getting this thing. And then my buddy David Hooper emailed me and said, Dude, every time I email you, I get this thing. And so thank you to those gentlemen. That has then hence been solved. What it was is I had, I use SiteGround. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash site, S I T E ground, I had it set up that anytime somebody emailed me, it would forward to my Gmail account. Well, after a while, that that poor little box just got full. So that was an easy fix. And uh, so keep that in mind. If you want to email me the question of the month to get back on track here, uh, email is dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. So you could record something on your phone and just email it to me or just go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. Don't forget to mention your podcast if you have one. And if you don't have a podcast, I would love to help you launch one. Simply go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash work with me. And I've got multiple plans for multiple budgets. Next week on the show, I've got Carolyn Cole from the Boom Tank. At one point, you almost quit Boom Tank.
1: I, I did, and that was just a reality of the, that entrepreneurial story.
0: Do you push through, or do you just jet it? And I dug deep, and I held on, and I'm so thrilled I did. To never miss an episode, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe. And one other thing I should point out, that my newsletter is coming back from the dead. This gives you bonus content, additional insights into podcasting, and this Friday, on my birthday... There might even be a coupon that you really, really want to have. Check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter. Everything will be in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 656. Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless.